This is Political Junkies with Brian Howie. Hi again, everyone. Welcome back to Political Junkies, the podcast for those hooked on politics. I have questions. I don't necessarily have the answers, but when I have some questions, I bring in people who do, I think, have the answers. Before we came on, she warned me, I have lots of answers to lots of things, but I only have some particular questions, so we're going to have to limit the scope a little bit or we'll go on here all all day. She's been on here before. Um, she has the greatest hair this side of the Mississippi. Um, Becky Desmoni, how are you? Good. How are you? Thank you for having me back. I feel sheepish around you. I feel guilty because I'm vaccinated. And most people I walk into a store, I'm like, I'm vaccinated. Fuck off. No mask. <laughs> but around you, I'm embarrassed to admit that Please I'm vaccinated. Please don't shut I, on I me. Feel like I, <laughs> shut I feel like I caved. And I, uh, I've said uh, a few times to, to justify my vaccination, uh, I don't like to get vaccinated for things that probably wouldn't kill me. You know? Like polio probably would do bad things. I'm going to get vaxxed for that. However... Which certain, is not true. We can do a whole episode. We'll get that. we'll get to that in a second. You're going to debunk all of this. Certain countries that I go to, you get a list of shots, and they're like, you got to get these, and you get them, and you go. And I don't think twice about doing that. So rather than scream and yell about whether the vaccine works or not, I caved, and I caved early. I think there is going to be a culture of haves and have-nots and restricted access, which I think is absolutely terrible. But I'm kind of a pussy, and I caved. <laughs> so I took the words right out of your mouth. So let me start there. Are all the vaccines equally no good in your eyes, the three major ones? Yes. 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 Um, and you're, the downside of the vaccine, first of all, I admit they were rushed. There isn't any data on them. Aren't these different from our traditional vaccines, though, because there's no live virus? Is that my layman's interpretation of them? They're basically just going in there to trick your immune system to doing things. Which is not good, but I, how do these differ from like your your chickenpox vaccination? Another completely useless vaccine. Correct. We used um, to have chickenpox parties back in the day. I, and people I used was to get at those right. fourth grade spring mm -hmm. break. Um, first of all, you put a lot of pressure on me when you're like, I feel sheepish. I'm bringing someone in. I don't have all the answers. I think I do. We're going to start out. You right know now. more than anybody I know about vaccines. Thank you. Okay. Even if I bring in a doctor, they tend to have a. Uh, a slant on them one way or another. I feel like you have done the research, and so I respect Thank your you opinion on this very much, stuff. and I have argued in one with doctors frequently. Um, so unfortunately with this vaccine, I really don't have the specifics to why I hate, like why this one is different. They talk about the mRNA. I haven't wrapped my head around it all to find out why, what exactly it does to the body, because bottom line, I'm not a scientist with things like that. Um, I don't know how the mRNA comes in there and changes the DNA or affects it and mm -hmm. replaces things. Everyone is very scared about it. I am also, of course, there's conspiracy theories about it that I'm not really jumping on. And I am a conspiracy theorist where they can get in there and control you and microchip yeah. you and things like that. <laughs> I do think microchips. Are I think coming. we're already chipped. I feel like I'm chipped. I could see that. I feel like along the, the, the line, dust particles chipped. in the air could have them. They I, could have an chip time. away. Put a camera in me. I don't care. <laughs> it's not very exciting. I You're don't not care. See a lot. It's not a great show here. Yeah. <laughs> I annoy um, myself sometimes. Um, what I said, though, after that, there. do you believe that there's going to be a um, haves and have nots where they're mm -hmm. going to really restrict us? Yes. In that case, are you going to... Papers, gonna, please. Huh? Papers, please. Right. Gestapo. Which is terribly dangerous. Mm -hmm. 
started with the schools, started with measles, right? In a lot of school district. Was that the first sort of domino to fall in all this? Right. Well, that was the problem is that we handed over our children without questioning anything. So now the adverse reactions that we're seeing in adults, the seizures that we're seeing, the blood clotting, the Bell's palsy and everything like that. And people are in an uproar about it. And I truly don't understand why, because this is nothing new. Mm -hmm. The difference now is that adults can vocalize it and we can see it in a larger human. Bell's palsy is nothing new of a vaccine reaction. We've had Bell's palsy forever. Mm -hmm. Just that they didn't want to admit that it was a vaccine reaction before. But it is. Right. Um, and seizures. That's a normal vaccine reaction with children. Yeah, we handed over our children. I know an adult who had a seizure from, from this vaccine. And now adults are questioning things. And like I say, we're in an uproar about it. But these adverse reactions are absolutely nothing new. Um. When did they, so, but it, I feel like, and I'm not, I'm not a parent, so I pay very uh, cursory um, mm -hmm. observer of all this kind of stuff. But I noticed there started to be an uproar a couple of years ago about, I think it was the measles vax. MMR, measles, mumps, rubella is one vaccine, right. which is the autism vaccine. Right. How long have, how long have, when did they start requiring that in schools? So, not in all schools, but in some schools. Correct. Like technically in Nevada, it is not required. You can go to school. You can go to public school without it. Mm -hmm. In more of the, which happens to be, I try not to stereotype, but the stereotypes keep falling into the same in the liberal states, California, New York. It's not a stereotype if it's true. Thank you. Right. Um, it is required for children to have that to be in public schools. Um, I don't know exactly what year it started because I'm a new mother. It's fairly I just, recent though. It's I, in the last decade. I just became a mom. Yeah, my oldest son is about to turn 10. Um, so he's only been in, you know, he's going into fifth grade next year. And I have not had to deal with it here in Nevada mm -hmm. that I've had to vaccinate him for school. But if you talk to the average parent, mm -hmm. they ask me, they're like, how do you get your kid in school without vaccinations? Mm -hmm. Because they make you think that it is required. You know, so you just say no. And I go, I just send my kid to school. So when it comes around when they're, I don't know how old they're, and it's like, got to get your shots. Is a rabies shot a vax? <laughs> For a dog. <laughs> <laughs> but is it technically a vax? Um, yeah, I, yeah, it would be. For Can an we get animal. a ruling on that, For Travis? An animal, it would be. It's a vaccination. It's a vaccination. Um, we get our shots. What is the batch of shots that they give to our kids early? Um, so at four hours old, it starts with a Hep B. Four hours. Four hours. Four yeah. to six hours old, you start with a hepatitis B shot for a vaccine. And actually, previous to that, if you really want to get technical, they start with the vitamin K shot at instant at birth. And what? It, why do they do it so quickly? Uh, what is their logic behind doing it so quickly? Their logic with vitamin K with the vitamin K shot is that it clots the blood. And so when we're going into the basics of birth right now, I give. Birth. Oh yeah. Here we go. <laughs> How are babies born? <laughs> The birds and the bees. Yeah. Um, so when I give birth to my son and... Travis, can we pull up that footage? I mean, yeah. yeah the Becky up. birth footage, please. <laughs> I, you don't want to see that. Okay. It's, it's out there. <laughs> it's out there. It's out there on the interwebs. <laughs> my poor children. <laughs> um, so and they hand you the baby and the father comes over and cuts the cord. Mm -hmm. Initially, right there. Sometimes. It's like, yeah. <laughs> if you know who the dad is, yeah, he will come into the room. Exactly. <laughs> Sometimes. Whoever identifies as the dad right. nowadays. Exactly. Um, and if they would just keep the baby attached to the cord and let the cord 
stop beating, stop pulsing, and get the last bit of blood out to the baby, Mm -hmm. the vitamin K shot is not required. Okay. But they won't do that because medical intervention wants to step in and control everything. So they cut the cord, they Mm -hmm. tie it up, they separate it, and then they have to now inject the baby with vitamin K to blood clot. The stuff that would have happened naturally. Okay. Then four hours later, what are they doing? Hepatitis B. And what will happen if they wait a while to do that? Why is that a rush? Um, I don't know what, why it's at that time that they do hepatitis B. The reason of it is because they assume the mom has hepatitis B. Huh. Okay. Then before they go to school, they have to get a batch. So you, like I can pull up, you can pull up the standard, you know, between zero and 18, we are up to 80, between 78 and 87 injections into a child i don't know exactly what they fall where because like i say i don't do with them right um so i just say no to them i know they start you know you get your three-month vaccines you get your six-month vaccines you get your nine-month vaccines your one year your 18 month your three your two year your mm-hmm. three year um i didn't do them so i don't uh, know exactly i found which a fall where. i found a resource here okay. um that actually shows pretty much LearnTheRisk.org is a great the, resource. Um, it's cdc.gov. Give, CDC. oh. Give me the vac schedule. So, do we still vaccinate for polio or is it gone? Um, and we don't bother. Um, I think we do. According to this, until before seven, no. So, yeah, uh, four weeks after ki- age seven, you need a polio. At the so beginning, we do. the kids are getting like whoop and cough, DTAP rotavirus all mm-hmm. of those vaccines and there's not just one shot that go with those vaccines you're getting multiple ones that go with those and we can't just take a multivitamin you would think you actually can well that's the whole thing you, you know we're, we're we're our whole society uh is built on uh, a pill and a shot mm-hmm. um it's crazy that you know not to get too covid on all these shows because it is political junkies but it is political, all of this stuff, where they study now 70, 76% of hospitalized COVID patients were overweight. And vitamin D deficient. And vitamin D deficient. And the one thing we did is we took away the vitamin D and we made everybody obese by, by staying home. I don't understand the motivation for doing that in the first place, but I don't understand why we couldn't say that out loud the entire time, where we couldn't say uh, there's going to be negative repercussions for everybody everybody gaining 15 pounds is like a cute today show story but if you already were 50 pounds overweight you probably gained 40 more and the damage from all of this you know and that's what feeds into the conspiracy theories about it being a troll is that they are literally putting forth effort with covid to bump the numbers up like if you hear somebody that happened to die of a heart attack but they had covid six months ago it's like yes we got another covid death right they're actively and putting forth much effort to bump the numbers up and keep them up as high as they can. Right. And if 500,000 legitimately or or not legitimately died of COVID, 5 million are going to die from the reaction to COVID down the road from all this kind of stuff. You're a conspiracy theorist. The thing I've always been wondering, we're trying to to figure out um, for months here on this podcast, is the why. Why why are we going through this? Why do they want to mask up and lock down? everybody. The only theory that I've heard is that is makes sense to me, and I don't even think it's a conspiracy theory, I think it's pretty legitimate, is the Chinese scared the world with it, 
put out the zombie footage and the bodies in the street and this is the plague and everything. And then once the world ran with it, China opened as normal and it and it without let, the vaccine without them and let them get ahead uh, economically. Mm-hmm. It, they mm-hmm. basically mm-hmm. fooled the world into thinking it was the plague. Uh, manipulated the media and the, and the algorithms and did all that kind of stuff to get maximum hysteria in every other country outside of um, Southeast Asia um, and are laughing the whole time. Well, That's the theory that I go with the I, most. I can absolutely get on board with that. And I would think that the elites, like the depopulation elites, Bill Gates and people like that, that have actively announced for the past decade that we need to depopulate, which we do. Mm-hmm. We actually do. We are overpopulated. Do I agree with how they're doing it now? Absolutely not. But we are op- overpopulated as a species. Um, so they joined in forces and was like, we can do this. We can depopulate. They're going to through the virus and then through the vaccine. So that's what it is. It's a, it's a, it's a depopulation mm-hmm. motivation. That's what I think. That's going to take a long time. Get back to me on that. Stuff. I, I know. Possible. She's throwing out a conspiracy theory to a conspiracy theory. But what, what it could do for China, we needed all the products while we were locked down from China. So we were still ordering them. They were open after like three weeks. They convinced the world that the only way to handle this is strict quarantine. That worked. That was bullshit. They fooled the world into acting the same Which way. How, so how is Amazon related to that and things like that? Anybody that profited off of this? My right. question is, how are you related to China? Right. Where do you get your products? Where do you manufacture? Where do you do all those things? Why can't we talk about this stuff out loud? Like the, your average citizen should be like, huh? You, you would think. Why are we locked down? Why are we wearing masks? Why? I don't understand why half of the country loves it. They love it. They want to stay masked forever. Well, and that's my they want to they want to get vaxxed and masked <laughs> like both. It, it's a thing. It it's is a thing. a thing. It's right like now. it's like a weird. Please control me. Mm-hmm. It's almost I'm like so a, it's virtuous. a fetish. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't understand it. And so how is big tech then related? Because those are the people that are pushing this mm-hmm. whole crazy mentality of the vax and the mask and everything like that. And everything gets um, censored that goes against the agenda. Right. And tech the way they are censoring even the raising of the questions even general scientific discussion by scientists and by doctors somebody is shutting it down which is really scary and dangerous we always say it's scary and dangerous how much they have of our information take my information take my information talk about it what is scary and dangerous is the the information we're getting back Mm -hmm. and how limited and how controlled and that's a real thing they don't deny it um, it's completely subjective according to their agenda on what we get. Yeah, I get that's the price we pay for using these services. You don't, if you don't like it, you don't have to use Google and you don't have to use Facebook. You don't have to use any of them. But because they're such a normal part of our day-to-day in our society now, I think people don't think enough about it right. and how much you are controlled by the outcome and by the information you're getting back. Well, we didn't think about it when they were introducing us to this technology and we we're like, wow, text messaging. Wow, this is great. And everything apps and all this. And now you you can't live without it. You can't. You, can't. you can talk about going off grid. You can talk that you're going to do it and you're not going to. Yeah, it's real hard. It's real hard. to. Right. I mean, you know, they know what you what you want to buy. They know what you're thinking. Like they I know say, the conversations you have. That. And I'm fine with that too. I think mm-hmm. that's the price we pay. Take my information. If you, unless you're doing but something bad or, or, or have something to hide, fine. But you need to be able to give me back honest 
information mm-hmm. or let me uh, and let me see opinions that necessarily don't mac- match up with. Let uh, me talk in groups to the people that I want to talk to. Things like that you can't even do anymore. Right. You can't even do it anymore. And the most benign um, post or questions or search results that people might be looking that do not, it's really narrowed what you're going to get back on mm-hmm. this. Mm-hmm. It's not even mm-hmm. like... It's you can't even fair. ask, like, do we still have to wear masks? You can't even ask a general question about it. It's very, you're either going to get flagged. Um, if you say, I don't want to take the vaccine, maybe it won't get pulled off your feed, but they're going to dial it back down. All of it, all of it. And that's and bothersome to me. Well, we have lost all informed consent. Right. That doesn't exist anymore when things like and this why do you think happening. people are fine with that? And a lot of people are fine with it. I know, and... Honestly, because I'm so not okay with it, I don't understand how they are okay with it. I know it's an easier way to live. I know it's an easier mentality. And I've had many times where I've said out loud, I wish I could be like that because you know they're happier than I am. I don't understand how, uh, as we record this, uh, we're recording this on a Monday and uh, yesterday was Sunday. And Sunday morning, um, Anthony Fauci did what is uh, known as the, the full Ginsburg, which means that he hit all four major news programs on a how Sunday. Is, so he hit Meet the Press and everything. And at this point, most people know that he has no, he's throwing darts and making shit up. Like, I don't think any reasonable person still thinks Fauci knows anymore. But the networks know that they can get him to say the absolute scariest possible thing and people eat it up like crack. They love they're addicted to the fear porn. They love it. Mm-hmm. That's sick they to like me. They like to be locked down. Well, and They like to be locked down. They like to be frightened. They're like I want to live in this scary movie. They've been scaring us with the variants for months now. It's a non-story. But that's another thing like if we want to circle back to the basics of vaccines separate even from COVID to bring it all together, initially, day one, when a mom gets pregnant, we are told that we are broken. We are told that we need an epidural. We are told that we have to lay down. We have to go to a hospital. If there is one thing that God has made my body to baby do, making machine. it is to have babies. <laughs> it's to birth them. I guarantee this. <laughs> and I, just myself, I was five months long before I found an OB that was pro letting me just have a baby without drugs, without and medical intervention and things like that. Like the rest of the world has been doing forever. Like we repopulated the earth many years over. And and, and it's not like we have the the lowest infant mortality rate or anything. It's extremely high. We don't. It is extremely high. Our SIDS rate is extremely high. Right. We are not doing it correct. Right. So I'm already told that I'm broken and I can't do this without medical intervention. The one thing that my body was made to do. I have this baby. I am already told that my baby is broken. He's not healthy and he has to be vaccinated. Yeah. At day he one, was born, I am born broken. Broken. And that, um, and as women, I'm going to transition this mm-hmm. into your um, waving your feminism flag here or Anti-feminism. Not. Right. <laughs> what does that tell the women I want? It says you're weak. It says you're broken. It says you, I know you were designed to do this, but unless we help you. You can't do it. So dangerous. And then you have these movies that add into the fear porn beyond anything. And. Mm-hmm. Trust me, childbirth, it's as beautiful as it is. It is an ugly process. Yeah. I'm not going to hide that. Footage is on the internet. (laughs) You want to see where babies come from? (laughs) Google that. Um, But then Hollywood, you know, you have these screaming mothers and, you know, it's like your water breaks and babies start flying out and things like that. And it's nothing. Because if they told the truth, nobody would have one or nobody would have another one. 
Well, it's too scary and painful. Well, if they told the truth, people would realize that you can do it without all the drama. You can. As I did. Yeah. And here you are. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about the anti-feminism thing. Oh. How do you define feminism and what is your issue with it? Oh, right now with modern day feminism at this moment, I have a problem with them taking away my feminism and making it. Feminism has taken away your feminism. In a weird way. Yeah. Okay. Like anybody. And what is your feminism? And anybody can just Besides be your hair. a woman. Um, my feminism, like. Yeah. Anybody can just be a woman now. So. <sighs> Yes. And the breakdown of the nuclear family and thinking, so feminism came in and moms had to go out in the workforce. Do I support working moms? Yes. Mm-hmm. Am I a working mom? Mm-hmm. Yes. That is my choice. Mm-hmm. But that is not what we should be. That is not what the war should have been fought for. The war should have been fought to say these moms at home are the real heroes, not the moms burning the bras to go out and work. Can they do it? And I support them. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like I say, I'm one of them. That is not my important role in life. Your important role of life is at home. Correct. Is home with the kids. Is raising children and being a mother. And feminism has taken all of that away. And now we have daycares and everyone else raising our children. We have um, sleep training. You know, you have to train your baby to sleep and things like this. And that's what we're taught from day one. Mm-hmm. You know, put your baby on a bottle, six weeks maternity leave and go back out and work. Mm-hmm. There's a whole fourth trimester that we're missing. That should have been the focus of feminism. Like, hey, stop the world and let's focus on what's really important with mothers. Uh It's not getting them in the workforce. It's doing what we have to do to support them being mothers. Yeah. The feminists push the we can do it all, but they won't let you do it the way you want to do or the way you were designed to do. Right. You can do it all, but you have to do it like this and you need to bring in these people and you need to do it this way. Um, the rise of the so-called independent women has has resulted in a lot of really unhappy women. Very unhappy I say that all the time. There's never been a, a larger pool of unhappy women in this country than ever, uh, than, than has ever existed, yet uh, this is the price of your independence, I think. So am I a failure if I'm a stay-at-home mom when really that should have been our main support? If we want to be a productive, strong country mm-hmm. support the mom support the parents raising you the don't children. make them feel guilty mm-hmm. yeah is that all you do like so not right now right. we have turned our country into broken families into kids being raised after school with mm-hmm. safe key and things like that and i know a ton of women who say to me secretly i'm embarrassed to say it out loud I really do just want to stay home with my kids. Mm-hmm. I really don't want to, to have the career and have and everything. I'm more than comfortable having my husband, uh, quote unquote, take care of me mm-hmm. while I'm taking care of the kids. They're like, that seems like something that is is I shouldn't be ashamed of. And I've been, I've been bullied out into the workforce, which hurts my kids, hurts my uh, thing. I, I know a woman I was talking to the other day, she's like, I make $54,000 and I pay $62,000 in, in care. Just to say that she's not a stay-at-home mom. Correct. She gets shamed for it when innately they are literally trying to rewrite biology. I physically grow the baby inside of me. It mm-hmm. is my body that supports life afterwards. Mm-hmm. That is what I'm made to do. And we are trying to say, no, go out and work. And the man should be working. Also, the man should be working. We are trying to rewrite basic biology, innate biology and anatomy. It is what it is. And even like when 
if gay couples or lesbian couples want to adopt a baby and things like that, I'm all for it. By all means, if you're yeah. going to love that baby, do it. But bottom line, it takes a female and a male to make that baby. Mm-hmm. It is biology. And we try to rewrite it and we are going to fail. Mother Nature will win every single time. We are also rewriting um, the whole concept of boys and girls. Yes, unfortunately. Unfortunately. Um, we are basically saying that a very small pool of uh, people who do have, um, I don't even know how to say this politically correctly, who are wired a little bit differently, that that's the normal now and nobody's a boy and a girl and nobody should be forced into a particular gender and we should lead genderless and, and telling your son that he's your son at three is somehow shamed is somehow like making the decision to circumcise him you know that you basically cut you know put a gender to him that that he has yet not yet chosen how are you having those discussions around your house or with your your kids friends or any of this kind of thing is this thing that comes up where they're Um, identifying with pronouns and or is this vegas and it's pretty it's pretty traditional well only because of COVID, we've been in a bubble because we've been homeschooling. So I'm sure I will be dealing with that the mm-hmm. more that they're in the liberal indoctrination school. Um, my kids will be boys. If they ever come to me and say, I don't feel how I feel in my body, I'll have a discussion with them. Mm-hmm. I already have that discussion kind of laid out and mm-hmm. planned for it. Um, my The traditional tomboy is no longer no, allowed I, to I be a that tomboy. tomboy. Uh, they are now instantly identified as... a. Mm-hmm. She's not a girl. And my boys, they're going to kill me for saying this in 10 years, are at <laughs> home in my closet running around in my high heels. My nine-year-old can't do it anymore because his feet are bigger than mine. He can't fit into them. They're running around in my high heels and putting lip gloss on. Does that make them a girl? No. That makes them like doing what their mom does. They're not going to grow up to be a girl or anything like that. Every boy they might be a drag queen. did that. And I'd be okay with that if they stayed yeah. away from children. That's fine. <laughs> That's fine. <laughs> um, but that is true. We are taking our perspective and politics and agendas and, and, forcing, progress and forcing them on children who, when you're saying, oh, I'm going to just let them find their way. No, you're not doing that. You're mm-hmm. taking away mm-hmm. their way when they, they basically want to understand I'm a boy, I'm a girl. And then if they really small percentage of people who don't fit That's into my that. problem right there, though. Right. Is that so you get these young people and they're like, I don't I feel like I'm a boy, but mm-hmm. I'm in a girl body. Inherent, that is a 100% false statement. There is no way me in this body can be like, I feel like I'm a boy. I well, don't. Well, that body. Okay. <laughs> I just oh, feel like a bless boy. Bless your heart. <laughs> yeah, that's not a boy body. <laughs> and I'm very happy to be a girl, obviously. Um, but I can't say I feel like I'm a boy because I have no clue what it feels like to be a boy. That's like saying, I feel like I'm a black person in this body. Right. I'm not allowed to say that. Right. I feel like I'm a tall person in this body. I don't know what it's like to be tall. So yeah, that's I short, guys. You that. identify as a tall person. Right. I so, identify as 6'4". I do, though. <laughs> Which I do. Yeah. <laughs> but I can say I don't feel comfortable in my body. I can say something doesn't feel right. right. I can't say I feel like a man because I don't know what a man feels like. So for them to say that is a 100% false statement. Yeah, I agree with that. And um, 
And that's what I would tell my children. Like, okay, we're going to work through how you're feeling, but you can't say you feel like a girl because you don't know what it feels like to be a girl. And I feel like that's what the leads to these suicides after sex changes is that they feel something off. Society tells them, oh, well, you feel like you're a girl. I feel like I'm a girl in this mm-hmm. man body. They get the sex change. and like, no, that wasn't it. I know. It rarely is it. I mean, I don't want to get into all of that, but it rare, that rarely is the, is the answer, is the, is the actual procedure. Um, but that's what you said. You're not allowed to say things that are perfectly um, sensical. Um, and then they're telling you things like, you can't think that, but you must think this. It's, it's, it's always the people on the same side of it. Like, you have to wear a mask, but you can't, be a, you can't right. call your child a son, and your son. Su- yep. You know, I mean, it's the same thing. And it's these, uh, I don't even think it's a progressive agenda because people have it, you know, all side of it. It's people who are just so terrified to be like this is what i think too bad or this is what i believe and have at it you know we let people have um we pretty much leave them alone on religious beliefs people are allowed to have them we fight over them all the wars happen over them but people are like oh they believe that that's interesting that's weird but if you believe something like um um my nine-year-old lila we call her our daughter you know and some parents are like what you know Kids calling their parents. How dare you call your daughter your daughter? Do your kids call you what they call you, mom? Mm-hmm. Ima, mom, yeah. So there's because a lot of them call by their first names. I would slap. My I child. would too, but I think it's <laughs> it, there needs to be barriers. We have somebody in the peanut gallery. Adam, give him a mic. So playing soccer growing up, uh-huh. if I said mom, thirty moms would turn around and look. Okay, yeah. So I started saying Karen. And the wrath of some of the other parents, like they thought I was mm-hmm. so disrespectful. And my mom has always said, you know, for that reason. But I called her a Karen at times, not now. But there was a point to that. There was a yeah, there seemed like a reason, which is true because I hear kids say "mom" and four of us turn right, our heads. Exactly. Like, does that belong so to I me? I don't think you know. Oh, I mean, but I could say, um, "Honey," and a bunch of women might turn around if I was talking to one honey it's or my girlfriend or something mm-hmm. you know i mean we get, we get around it but th- this like i'm gonna be your friend i, I mean i'm no. not gonna get into parenting because it's always uh, you know you can listen i'm to, not my children you can listen friend. to my um podcast the non-parenting guide to parent non-parents guide to parenting um but we're so afraid to do anything traditional because I don't know why we perceive that we were, were fucked up back for years. We're fucked up now. I think the pendulum swings, so we have to. I think swing it swings so the far, wrong way, and it, it swings 100%. back. There's gonna become there. There. There has been. Um, that did happen with me with after me too. So three years ago, a big percentage of the women were like. I feel validated in in the way I've felt and the way I've been treated by men, and they're completely right to feel that. Um, and a percentage of men were like, yeah, I have been an asshole. And everybody sort of put their cards on the table. But eventually a percentage of the women were like, you know what? I don't feel that a guy can't make a move on me. Right. And I don't feel that he can't ask me. And I don't feel that I'm, I'm weak if he holds the door. And I'm not feel, feel... And they were like, hey, hold on a second. There was sort of a line there where people were like, you know, even now, the, we talked about this on the last uh, episode here. The reason that the Governor Cuomo um, sexual harassment stuff is having trouble gaining real traction is because a lot of it is just like, what, he told her she was hot? And a lot of women are like, 
that's actually fine. And I wish he told me that. And I like when doors are open for me and I'm (laughs) five feet, I'm five feet tall. And if you're going to pick up something that's heavy for me, that is innately Innately, yeah, and a guy what he, a he kissed me on the cheek and he said hi and all these kind of things that a sixty-something-year-old Italian man in New York did normally, and and a whole generation did that. They're throwing, and I'm not sure, as I said on the last podcast too, that he's not leaking that stuff to distract from the serious nursing home shit. <laughs> that he's like, hey, ask this girl about how I told her she was hot. Go go interview that distraction. But a lot of these things are not getting traction because they're like, I don't, th- I don't as think they shouldn't. They shouldn't like. As but if that happened three years ago, he would have been out of office already, I think. Right. Mm-hmm. Kavanaugh was, the, I was, that's funny you bring that up. Kavanaugh was the turning point because some women were like, that's every asshole I went to college with and I hate that. And some women were like, God, the shit I didn't, we all did shit in college. We all played beer pong and took and the paid strip I've poker seen and everything. my girlfriends do. Yeah. We all did shit. Right. You know, I know a, a woman now, she's like, can you believe the kids are, are what the kids do now and I'm like the only difference between them and you is we're filming it now is social media yeah we have cameras now like I'm like you were running around fraternity houses naked all the time and and she's like no and I was like no we were doing things we're able to witness things now and we're able to share things now but we all no one forced you into that wet t-shirt contest sweetie no No one one. did and you you got the 50 bucks in the visor you know (laughs) yeah (laughs) you got it for and the you record, won, and I you should be no proud. Visor. You have no visor. For the record, got the trophy. <laughs> um, that's true. Nobody forced it. People used to say that back in the day about about uh, girls gone wild that the the women were forced to do stuff. And I'm like, no, they they wanted the, they the, love the competition, the, the compensation, the validation, all of it. They they would line up around the corner, mm-hmm. and the shit that the girls wanted to do would get the bar shut down. You know. That was women competing with other women. That wasn't yeah. men exploiting Which, the women. The problem with that. The fine line that we walk with that is that it does get into the workplace. So then what ha- what do I miss out on because I won't do what other women will do in the workplace? That's the hard part. That's women on that's women to women though. It 100%. Yeah. I'm not blaming the men. Right. There are a lot of women that in Hollywood is, that I know that are actresses that are pissed because they're like if I want to feel empowered and I'll go find the executive that got I got to screw to get the job. Right. I want to do Sharon Stone used to brag about that. She's like, tell me who the guy's in charge with and I'm going to have sex with them. Right. And she looked at that as empowered. And a lot of women are like, the casting couch was was a way that I could take advantage of. It wasn't, nobody was forcing these women mm-hmm. to do a lot of these things. And I've dealt with that being um, a boss woman, whatever that boss woman. hashtag is. Um, is <laughs> Lady that, boss. Yeah, girl boss. <laughs> when women have to deal with me and they have to actually use their words and articulate and have a conversation because their bodies don't work with me like they would with the men is a very difficult right. thing for them. And you're like, I know that move. I invented right. that move. And I'm like, I'm not a lesbian. It's not going to work on me. Right. You know, you actually have to talk to me. You have to have a conversation to get yeah, what you Using the sexuality was it. an empowering <laughs> thing for a lot of women. And now we've neutered everybody. Mm-hmm. And and when we did it in the middle, middle of a couple generations that had communicated that way for 20 or 30 years and you expect everybody to just figure out a new way to do it. People are lost. People are losing jobs. People are losing opportunities. Relationships are falling apart. Everything because we suddenly, it's not like we're like, oh, we're going to, you know, we tried to shift this country into the metric system uh, 
20 or 30 years ago. And Americans it, are too dumb for that. Fa- we're just like, we're not doing that. And now we're sort of doing the same thing. We're like, this is where we're going to call each other. This is how we address each other. This is how we behave. This is, And we're failing miserably. And so the uh, AI and the Chinese are coming in and uh, taking advantage of this, this, this basically not just information gap, this information paralysis that we're going through right now. So I do want to circle back, though. To yeah. Like even though I'm... Circle back. <laughs> Even though I miss, I miss Kaylee, I do want to circle back. Did yeah. you have any questions about the vaccine, though? Because then you brought up religion, how um, we can talk about religion, but can we? So if I say my religion doesn't allow me to get the vaccine, which is true, um, am I allowed to be religious now? Well, that's a good point. I don't think any of these will hold up in court. Any of what? Any of them. I don't think a mask mandate would hold up in court. I don't think required vaccination would hold up in court. I think, though, that we're talking about five or six years for these cases to get their way through the system. Mm -hmm. And in the short term, everybody's going to have a huge problem because they're going to be forced to do this. I don't think you can the public, the the government can mandate anybody to wear a mask. And people are always like, no, seatbelts. Well, the federal government certainly didn't mandate seatbelts. and see, and the seatbelt law took decades to get through, and tons of legal challenges. So if you're saying now everybody's got to wear masks, if somebody pursued that, and I'm sure if you said I can't do this because of uh, I need a vaccine to have access to something, that's getting into the I won't serve you because of uh, a health condition. That's an ADA situation. Being unvaccinated is essentially perceived as a handicap, which okay? is crazy because if. If you, we're the ones that don't have it, and we're the villains now, right? For just so if you don't have lives. it, but it's perceived as you're somehow uh, medically different. That the ADA is very broad; mm-hmm. it covers a lot of shit. Those people be protected. I just think in the short term, it's going to take so long to get its way through the court system that we're going to have, you know two, three, four, five years of this stuff being at least short-term normal before it circles back. Well, and the problem is that people that were on the cusp are, eh, 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 they're just going to go ahead and get the vaccine. So then it makes it harder for people like us that are really trying to fight for you. Right. And then the other thing <laughs> is, you know, the we're making, ra- on one hand, we're making decisions like we pulled the vaccine off the market because of, I think, Johnson some, some outliers. Some Johnson & Johnson one because some people are blood clots. We can argue about how many are getting blood clots, but it's still a small percentage. Um, but it was yet- a small percentage dying of COVID, yet we shut down the world. Correct. That's exactly what I was going to do. We, we used outliers to make um, legislative decisions and school decisions and shut it down. It doesn't make any sense. Um we are cherry picking what we want for agenda. There's no inconsistency. My, my, I ask these questions all the time. We ask them on this podcast all the time. I ask them in my real life all the time. I cannot believe the amount of people that don't care and want it to want to be told what to do. And if you want to be told what to do, that's fine. But then don't tell me, you know. So I just had this like crazy thought, but I'm going to share it with you. Can we do that? Here? Share away. Share okay. your crazy thoughts. So. There's a whole community of people that are in charge and they're in charge in their life every day. And so in their fun time, they like to have other people in charge. Mm -hmm. So now we have 
both working parents out in the world in charge, making decisions all day. So maybe we're at the point now where they're like, I don't want to make decisions anymore. Just make my decisions for me. I, government. I, I think that's true. You know, feminism the has who, ruined the us who, in more ways. I don't, than right. I don't want to have to think about, you want to mask me, mask me, you know, um, if you want to wear a mask in the grocery store, have at it. But the, the fact that we're wearing them as theater now, can and you we're clarify them fun at, time, please? As, as a symbol. <laughs> what? Can you clarify fun time? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. There's, there's hashtags that go with that community. <laughs> yeah, hashtag fun time. Um, that people are like, when they, when they use the, well, it doesn't hurt to do it. It doesn't hurt. Well, or especially it's just this. It's, it's just, just this. this. It's only this. It's for a just little while. This. It's this long. You can do it. Well, when you're talking about masking up a four-year-old who's who's wired to look for facial cues in the people around him to get information, don't tell me that it's just this or it's mm -hmm. only going to take time or it's no big deal or you can breathe fine or everything. It's not about that. It's about why do why are we doing it? Why do we have to do it? And as somebody who is um, on the other side of the fence, fully vaxxed as they wanted to, I feel like I got tricked. I feel, like I, I feel like they bullshitted me. Because you're in the same position I am Exactly. Still. It's no different mm -hmm. to me. I still could get sick. All of it. Just like anything else. And you still have to wear a mask. Still have to wear a mask. Still have to... Nobody can talk. It's, it's complete bullshit and to me. I feel like that um, they wanted us to all do this and then and they keep moving the goalposts down the road on all of it. If somebody just said, this is the end of the road, like, like certain communities and states are doing, then you could probably get people to do whatever you want. But now by just saying like, nope, a little longer, a little longer, a little longer, that becomes the norm, mm -hmm. you know? Mm -hmm. and it's almost like they conditioned that with the 15 days. A little longer, a little longer. A little longer, a little, little longer. longer. And then it becomes your just normal to put your mask and you don't leave your house without a mask. Mm -hmm. and, how, and, uh, and they're like, no, well, in Japan, they wear masks all the time. No, they don't. They only wear them when they feel actually sick. And they wear them as a sign to let other people know around them that I'm sick. Stay away from me. Healthy people do not mask in Asia. That's not the normal. That's not thing. But we've somehow convinced a huge percentage of the public, like when, when uh, you know, Kamala and Biden and, and all the, the senators and congressmen who are fully vaxxed. Alone on an airplane. Alone by themselves. And they are masked up. It's theater, but the people are buying the tickets to the theater, and they like they it. They love it. They love it. I Do don't understand like those like people. Do you think it's almost like that gang mentality? Like, they feel like they belong then? They feel like they're out on the front lines of the war with this mask? It's the they same feel thing. feel tough again? It's religion. It's, re it's, a, it's, people it's the same thing. People want to fit in that bad? I want to be a part of this group, because they're not that group. All of this stuff goes back to if if Trump had been the biggest mistake Trump made is he should have he should have been like I love the masks nobody would have worn the masks I think a whole lot of every single thing we do is because people are still addicted to Trump yeah I can agree with that one hundred percent and or they got so deep into their if Trump says it I'm going to do the opposite if yeah. he doesn't say I'm going to do the opposite that it's easier to, for them to go with it rather than admit right. that they're too far down the hole. Nobody's admitting it. That's the thing. Even the the biggest pearl the clutchers, they're not, they're not going to be like, you know what? Yeah, that was silly. Even now when they came out now that all this uh, mindless uh, scrubbing and sanitizing and shooting industrial-grade chemicals all over this place didn't do anything for COVID, it's probably going to give us all cancer. Yeah, thank Probably you. is. Like, we're just gunning this cheap, chemical shit all over all every over. surface you're sitting down to eat or whatever didn't doesn't as it turned out it didn't do shit for covid but we're just 
eating chemicals. In addition, then it ruins the immune system that you did have in any way. It does. And uh, and nobody talks about that. We all know that. And, you know, oops, we were wrong on this. Oops, we were wrong on this. Yet you're willing to be like, well, science changes. And I'm like, so why are you choosing the side that is completely radical from anything we've done for 100 years in this country? The idea that like, oh, they used the, uh, the mask for the Spanish flu in, in 1918. They didn't work, so they never used them again. Okay, so now... There have been 100 viruses since right. then. We never used them again. And the masks in the Spanish flu of 1918, which actually came from an army inoculation, the Spanish flu. Mm-hmm. Are we allowed to call it the Spanish flu now anymore? I'm calling um, it that. Spanish flu it up. And though those masks were causing lung infections. Yeah. So fast forward to now where all of our, how we're saying all of our information is censored and the media. So what was the truth that we don't have access to the truth of that anymore? No. I start thinking about things They've like that. They've been scrubbing all of the, the CDC posts hun- and information and advisories. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like you really can't even go back past last year. Mm-mm. 40 years of studies on everything and, and advisories. Just And it's one thing if they said, well, these were wrong. The fact that they deleted the information. Mm-hmm. So you can't even compare policy. You can't compare um, you know, recommended intervention steps. Nothing. The fact that they've just scrubbed it drives me nuts. And I feel like they waited just the right amount of time till that generation had died off. Like the Tuskegee generation mm-hmm. and people like that that were around. Even the Holocaust generation. Yeah. They can't very vouch for the steps that took. Survivors yeah. left anymore. They're so like, now we're just going off this... We're we're trying to find these tidbits of information yeah. that we can't really get. And I'm like, hey, that's how that started then. Yeah, there's not enough people who speak up about that. Mm-hmm. That's a good point. Uh, final thought, piece of wisdom this or information. This hour went by that fast? Yes, it did. Well, do you have any... I'm going to hand this back to you. Do you have any last questions about vaccines that I can help you with? Uh, I do. Um, are you more on the side of the vaccines will hurt us or that they just won't do much good? Um, so the truth, um, I'm on the side of both. Honestly, I do think they will hurt you. I do think they're messing with your system. And I don't know what studies they've done to say that if I have these previous vaccines in my body, how is this going to act with those vaccines? And the point of being anti-vax is not saying like, oh my gosh, I hate doctors. I hate vaccines. We're fighting for nothing to be forced inside of us because the next thing that they force might be something that you guys don't want. Yeah. Oh, I know. So that's what we're a fighting camera. against or anything. Or what if it's a infertility shot? Yeah, it should be, uh, you know, population. my body, my choice suddenly is out the window right. from the people, again, on the same side. You got to have a vax, you know, don't tell me what to do with my body, but you better have a vax if you want to come into my restaurant. Right. But I do think, I don't think the vaccine, as we're seeing, we mm-hmm. have, fifth, last I checked, it was 5,800 cases of vaccinated people have caught, come back COVID positive after the vaccine mm-hmm. and the what this is doing to hurt us we will not see for years to come why do they keep wanting us to get flu shots um because they don't work and i, I think, know but why do they is it, is it who who, ma- who makes the money off the flu shots um whoever big insurance farm, companies big, big farm. farm and i do because think, they're free flu shots somebody's correct. paying anything that's free is a catch i do think that's part of the depopulation also because once you get five flu shots your risk of dementia goes up 10% for every five flu shots, things like that, because the aluminum that it sets in the brain and things like that. True? The heavy metal, mm-hmm, the heavy metals. That's why our dementia. I don't even care if that's true. That sounds scary. Enough yeah, dement- I'm that. That's why dementia is on the rise and things like that, because the heavy metals and vaccines. So what do you, what happens when they lose, you know, the old people start 
losing them. They don't have to pay Social Security and things like that anymore. That's true. Yeah. No, I've never gotten a flu shot. I'm like, I'll probably be fine. You did, though, Mr. No, COVID. I got the vaccine. I got the COVID <laughs> shot. I, the I, woo flu. I did. I got that. <laughs> I mean, you're like, that's the See, I can't even get into that argument anymore. That's true. Uh, this was fun. Thank you for doing Thank this again. Thank you for again. having me. Um, I always feel a little bit smarter when you, when you come Thank you. That's the biggest compliment I could get. Okay. Well, there you go. Uh, as far as us, as always, like, share, subscribe, and please review Political Junkies. Your reviews, uh, thoughts, and feedback mean a lot in the podcasting ecosystem. And we will see you next time on Political Junkies.